0: Come on in. It is Overtime with John Jonathan the I'm glad you guys be with me here on this Friday. It's gearing up, man. We got a busy, busy stretch for myself here. We have a CBS Sports Radio show tomorrow night. We got Brown's pregame work on Sunday. We got a stretch. I just drank two protein shakes before I came on, which makes me sound like a little bit of a meathead. But it's just the opposite. I just, I, I don't know. I've been reading about all sorts of different reasons and ways to get yourself more full. Not eating a bunch of Halloween candy, apparently, is at the top of the list. I have been failing in that regard. They said protein. Throw some protein in there. Bought a lot of uh, protein a couple weeks ago. I think I told told this story on air. I I went to the counter. I might have just told this to Nick Wilson. I actually never even said it on air. I went to the counter of the GNC. Now I said GNC, so I'm going to make them seem like they are what they are. I like GNC. They're good people. Uh, But the guy at the GNC was, well... I had two big tubs of protein and I put them down and I put them in front of uh, the guy and the guy uh, he just he made a he made a comment about the amount of protein that I was buying and then that was fine and then he said do you have a GNC number and I said yeah I used to have one I don't know if it's still good I don't know if I have any awards I haven't haven't been here in a while and the guy then retorted very quickly back yeah it shows and that didn't make me feel good at all um, that did not make me feel good I don't blame him though I think it just came to his head and I think it was too good. He had to say it, and then I just laughed it off, and it was what it was. So I've been I've been drinking a lot of protein, and I've been trying to make up for the fact that I had so many Snickers and so many Reese's and so many Halloween candy bars and such that uh, we're trying to get this thing back in, back in the good groove, and uh, I don't know. We'll see if it works. We'll see if it doesn't right now, if I'm being honest. I don't know that it's working very well, but I do know over the next four hours, I got a lot of sports things I want to discuss with you guys, and I want to... I got to gotta, get off my chest, really, is what it comes down to. This Ravens game is scaring the living daylights out of me, and I hate to be that guy, but it's where I stand. You guys know this about me. Whether we're talking about my weight and drinking protein or whether we're talking about the Browns, I'm only going to shoot you straight. And I don't love that I got four hours tonight And four hours on Sunday, I don't know how much I'm going to talk about the Browns on the national show on Saturday. I imagine it'll be a very, very little bit, but it will get mentioned. Hell, hell, I might even talk about the Ravens and how wrong I was and spent a whole hour talking about how I owe the entire city of Baltimore, Charm City. I owe you guys all all a big apology. Uh, From the people that gave me the wire, I should have given you more of a benefit of the doubt, but I was on my I hate the whole AFC North mantra. And listen, I was right. To a degree, I was right about Pittsburgh. Just wrong, just flat-out wrong about what this Baltimore team can be. Doesn't mean I'll be wrong in the long term, though. Sometimes it's about winning the war, not the battle. Feels like I still might end up being right about Baltimore because come postseason time, oh boy, do they turtle. They turtle in a big way, always have. Lamar Jackson has as many playoff wins as Baker Mayfield does. Let that sink in for a second. But where I was wrong about Baltimore and what has me fearful about Baltimore, and listen, I don't want you guys to get mad at the mailman for delivering a bad piece of mail you don't like. Don't kill me for the message here. I'm just worried about how good the defense is for the Ravens. And if Deshaun can beat this defense, then he can beat any defense, and that's the point I want to drill home to you guys tonight. Question we're going to lead off with 2164740092. Do you have faith Deshaun will get it done on Sunday? And is this the biggest game he's he has as a member of the Browns? Ravens' defense is so good right now. And so if Deshaun can ball out in this game, we got no questions left. The beautiful thing about this game is that if Deshaun plays great, he's back like Jordan Ware in the 4-5. Now, I gotta shout out my guy Tyvis Powell. Of course, does the post games with Jeff here on Sundays. But last Sunday, Tyvis put out the message I'm back. And he did it on Twitter. And he had the whole Jordan, uh, you guys remember it. If you're a kid of the 90s, you remember it. If you watch the Jordan documentary, you probably remember That's the beautiful thing about talking about Michael Jordan is that everyone during the pandemic all watched the Jordan documentary. So even if you're someone like Jax that is not old enough to have seen Michael Jordan really truly play basketball, uh, you, watch, you watch the whole entire thing. You watch the, uh, the 10-part propaganda infomercial That helped everyone key in on some of what what MJ was about. But when Tyvus tweeted that out, that to me was too premature, okay? In my mind, at least. Deshaun threw some passes that I couldn't have placed in Amari's hands better, but that doesn't mean he's back completely. How he gets back is going to be dependent on what we see against this Ravens defense. Because he can't play against the Browns' defense. He plays them in practice, but he can't play them in an actual game. So he won't go up against the very best defense in the NFL for my money. That is the Browns. He'll go up against the second best defense in the NFL for my money. And in some metrics, what's amazing about this Baltimore team, I have metrics that tell me they are as good or knocking on the door of that 2,000 Ravens' defense while also having an MVP-caliber quarterback in Lamar Jackson. That's what makes them scary. There's no uh, Dilfer's Dimes hanging out in the corner. What makes them scary right now is they have a quarterback, they have a run game, they have multiple pass catchers, including OBJ in his purple hair. OBJ will be back for this Sunday, by the way. And they have a defense that is, it's ferocious. But let's key in on Deshaun in this one. Now, David Njoku was talking to our Browns insider, Daryl Ryder, and they were in doing with a one-on-one in the locker room and this is what uh, Daryl's conversation with David Njoku sounded like you tell me whether or not you think David Njoku is excited about the prospect of uh, Deshaun Watson this weekend
1: yeah a little, little rhythm you know um, it helps having Deshaun back too because you know he's just such a, like a such a powerful component for our team you know what I mean he's, he's, he's really really talented so um, just you know reading him you know seeing the chemistry that, that that's growing you know among us it just it helps us that much more
2: How's he looked? Like, Lights I mean, out. From, from my
1: Lights out. He looks like his, you know, yeah, he's back. Lights out, his... man. He looks amazing. You know, just just this week, the, th- the balls he's been throwing, it it, it it almost like we had to remind ourselves who who we really have. You know what I mean? He is exceptional. Now, I kind of answer that the way when
0: when, when I asked Daryl questions and Daryl cuts me off and then goes really quick. He kind of answered it that way. Like I'm annoyed you even asked me that question. He's great. We know he's great. Lights out is what David and Joku had to say there. Lights out. Beating this Ravens defense would show me something that Deshaun has yet to show me. It's the final step in a video game. This is the final step since the Ravens defense isn't a bunch of slappies like the Titans and the Cardinals. The Cardinals secondary was spinning around back there like the teacups at Disney. That's not a good secondary. Titans defense was not, that's not a good secondary. That's not a good, there's not much of a defense happening there. The Ravens are allowing a touchdown on just just shy of 9% of their opponent's drives. Since 2000, only one defense has been better, and that was the Ravens' defense, and it wasn't by much. The way we talk about our defense the way the national media is talking about the Ravens' defense right now. And don't get mad at me for spreading that message. I'm just telling you how it is. Sometimes I feel like when we have these discussions, listen, I get it. You guys work your 9-5, to five, or maybe you're starting your third shift now. You guys got a busy day. Hell, I take one day off. Like, for instance, Thursdays are my day off, right? And on Thursdays, I do pay attention to sports radio and I do plug myself into things. Not as hard as I do on Monday through Wednesday and then Friday through Sunday and every other little bit of it. But I do plug myself in. But on Thursdays, I spend a lot of time with my daughter and we do a lot of different daddy-daughter type things. And I take care of her and I do things around the house. And I get it. I I completely get it. I, I I lose myself for one day and I come back and I'm like, wait, where are we at? Oh, DeJuan Jones is just not, he's just not in the game anymore? Okay. He's just not playing on Sunday? Sure. He went from not practicing to that? Like, it all happened so fast. So don't, don't feel bad if maybe you're working hard, you're taking care of your house, you're taking care of your kids, you're doing whatever you need to do in life, and then you're just now hearing me now and you're like, oh, oh, I didn't realize that Ravens defense was that good. Don't feel bad about that, okay? That's not, my job is to make sure I know that. That's not your job. I'm here to tell you guys that. But the only reason why I'm emphasizing it as much as I am is because if Deshaun can take care of the Ravens' defense and what they currently are, I'm here to tell you, they're not fraudulent, that Baltimore defense. They're really, really good to the point where if Deshaun can take care of them, then he'll be back like Jordan Ware in the 4-5. Then he'll be the I'm back and I can't even use it because Tyvis Powell jumped the gun and did it last week. So I can't even I can't even spread that out there and use that one. It would just feel like I'm copying our buddy Tyvis. So I can't even do that. If he dominates Baltimore, that's what I'm expecting the rhetoric to be. And this works both sides of the coin, right? This works same thing if he absolutely trips over the garden hose and doesn't look good. We have to have some of the same conversations. Just Uno reverse card it though. As opposed to us talking about deep postseason run, Deshaun being back, Deshaun being uh, as good as he's ever been, all this nonsense, everything else like that. We'd have to say, Ooh, all right. Well, we beat up on a bunch of slappies, beat up a bunch on a bunch of uh uh Cardinals defenders. That are did you ever look at the Arizona Cardinals defense? Have you have you seen what they have? Have you seen the amount of undrafted guys on that team? Have you seen how they they're not even really trying to win games in Arizona it feels like? That'll have to be the conversation. What a what a living grease fire. The Titans secondary has turned out to be. I need this for Deshaun. I need this. This almost feels like week 1 against Cincinnati. Where we were just so filled with hope, so filled with an unknown of what Deshaun was going to end up being. But we, we sat there and we, we said to ourselves, if he can just be awesome, we'll know it instantly and then we can be off to the races. And he wasn't awesome in that game, but they put up a lot of points and the defense was awesome, so we held on to hope. Well, he's going to have a new, fresh set of opportunity, at least for me, from me. To be able to show us that he's back. To be able to show us that he's his old self. He has now put together his two best games in the previous two times that he's played a full game with the Browns. And this is the real test. This is the one. I said it earlier in the week, I believe it to be true. If we beat Baltimore, I am close to treating it like it's a BOGO. It's a buy one, get one free. we beat Baltimore, I don't know why we'd have an issue with the Steelers the week after that. Baltimore is that much better of a team their defense is a million times better. Their quarterback is a million times better than what the Steelers are. If we beat Baltimore, we can beat anybody. At that point, we'd have true momentum on our side as well. 216474 to below 92. I want to hear from you guys, though. Is this the biggest game for Deshaun as a Brown? And do you have faith that he's going to be able to get the job done on Sunday at JP? I don't want to say you find me on Twitter. J P E T E R L I N. Again, through the phone lines. 92 four seven four double O ninety two. We'll get to you and more next right here. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterlin on the fan.
1: Yeah, a little rhythm, you know. Um, it helps having Sean back too because you know he's just such a, like a such a powerful component for our team. You know what I mean? He's 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 really really talented. So um, just you know, reading him, you know, seeing the chemistry that that that's growing, you know, among us, it just it helps that much more. Plus, he looked Lights I mean, out. From, from my Lights out. I mean, it's like it's, you know, yeah, he's back. Lights out, versus. man. He looks amazing. You know, just, just this week, the, th- the balls he's been throwing, it's it, 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 it almost like we had to remind ourselves who, who we really have. You know what I mean? He is exceptional. All right, that's David and Joku talking
0: with our own Daryl Ryder, our Browns insider, one-on-one in the Browns locker room today. I mean, it makes you feel good. Like, if you thought to yourself – we're 6 point dogs according to Vegas. We're not expected to win this game, but you needed something to hang on to, that might be part of it. When I asked of you guys last segment, I'll ask you guys again though. Like don't get mad at your mailman for delivering a bad piece of mail you don't like. Don't kill me for the message that I'm worried about how good the defense is for the Ravens. But if Deshaun can beat this defense, he can beat any defense. It's like how people tell themselves that if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. It's a tactic used to make yourself feel better that you're 25 living in a closet paying $4,000 a month of money you just don't have. But that's fine. It's either here nor there. It's the same type of logic. You can beat the Ravens defense. You can beat any defense. They're the gold standard and the bar for Deshaun that, that he'll be able to play because he can't play the Browns defense. Okay? You can take them down. You can slice them up. I'll feel at ease that there's not a single defense that Deshaun will have an issue with. I, it it'll do so many wonders for me. Like you guys know, I went into this off season or this regular season from the off season talking about how if you beat the Bengals week one, I was the guy that said I expected them to beat Cincinnati. Only person by my account that was going in here and talking about how I expected them to beat Cincinnati, and part of the reason why I expected them to beat Cincinnati was because I thought Deshaun would be much better than Deshaun even turned out to be in that week one game. Okay. I knew the defense would be much better, allowing Joe Burrow to three points when Burrow looks like Hector Salamanca might not be the trophy that we thought it was at the time. It's fun either way. The point remains, we beat the Bengals, we beat the 49ers, but Deshaun Watson didn't beat San Francisco, and the defense beat Cincinnati. I need Deshaun Watson to have the type of game where Deshaun Watson is the reason why the Browns win. And we beat what is perceived to be one of the best teams in the NFL right now when they're playing some of their best football. That's what I want to see. So let me hear from you. Two one, six, four, seven, four to below ninety two. We're kind of juggling a couple plates here. Do you have faith that Deshaun will get it done on Sunday? And is this the biggest game for him as a member of the Browns? I can't find one much bigger. I thought week one against Cincinnati would be because it would set the tone. But as we get more information and as the season is unraveled and the injury happened, there's obviously there's more to there's more to talk about. Simple as that. There, there, there's a new, bigger game. And hopefully we continue on with the rest of the season. And it's like, oh, yeah, that Ravens game was a I'm back type moment for Deshaun Watson. He was awesome in it. He got the win. But you know what? Ah, uh, the biggest game is going to be Week 17 when you take on the Jets, and if you win, you're in. You know, I, I hope to keep moving the bar on what the biggest game is, but right now, I can't find a bigger game in the Deshaun Watson Browns era. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Connor in Northfield going to lead us off here on the
2: Fan. Hello, Connor. Hello, Jonathan. How are you doing tonight?
0: Hey, Connor. What's up, man?
2: I'm doing great. Well, this might be, but I believe this is not only Deshaun's biggest game as a Brown. But it's going to be Stefanski's biggest game as a coach and the Browns' biggest game this year. And I believe that because I don't think that we go into this game Sunday, and if we lose, I don't believe we're winning the division. We'll go down two and a half games behind Baltimore at that point.
0: That's what Daryl said with us on Wednesday. He's like, we're, we don't I, win the division I, yeah. if we lose.
2: I completely agree. And I mean, Cincinnati is doing the same thing they did last year. They went 12-2 and two in their last 14 games last mm-hmm. year. And I believe they're in the same run this year. So we're going to be fighting for them as well. And I I just, you know, if the playoffs started today, we'd all go from the AFC North. So I believe that this is Deshaun's biggest game. And I think what determines if we, you know, are competitive Sunday and if we win or lose, it's going to be determined by that offensive line. We're going to be determined if, you know, how much time will Deshaun have to throw that football on Sunday? Because I believe both of those defenses, I completely agree with what you were saying earlier. I believe both of those defenses will will make it a dogfight on Sunday. Mm -hmm. I don't expect it to be a very high scoring game. I think it's going to be very physical. Both of those defenses are going to do what they do best. And, you know, I think Lamar is going to be the game manager. He always is. He's going to take his time. He's not going to turn the ball over. What's going to determine this game is – how long will our offensive line, down two starting offensive linemen, I think it's actually three. I can't keep track at this point. Only two. But no, only two. We're good. Only two. Okay, thank you. It's going to determine how long <laughs> it's going to take him to throw the ball and if he's going to turn the ball over at all and if he's going to make good decisions. And and I'm going to just leave it at that. It's going to be the biggest game of the year for us.
0: Thank, yeah, I agree. Thank you, Connor. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, I Connor kind of put more tentacles on it, right, where he was like, all right, and it's not just – the biggest game for Deshaun. It's the biggest game for the Browns. It's the biggest game for Stefanski. I heard a show earlier in the week discussing whether or not this is a bigger game for Stefanski or Deshaun. Right now, I'm thinking it's such a Deshaun mindset because when it comes to Stefanski, I know he'll be, he's Stefanski. He's going to be fine. I mean, he might end up getting fired when it's all said and done. But like, I, I know what he is from a week to week. I know what his skill set is. It's not like I'm seeing rapid growth and improvement from Stefanski from one week to the next or anything like that. I know who he is. He's got his football beliefs. Some I agree with. Some I disagree with. But I know who he is. I know when you hire Kevin Stefanski as a head coach, I know he's going to get you. Actually, he's kind of weirdly bordering on a a Mike Tomlin belief factor in that. Uh, what do we say about Tomlin at this point? Tomlin's going to get you to 500. The new version of Mike Tomlin, like the recent six years of, of Mike Tomlin, he's going to get you to 500, and he'll take any team and make him good, right? That's what I think Kevin Stefanski is at this point. Stefanski might not be the world's greatest coach. Stefanski's going to win you seven or eight games. That's basically a luck. I've never seen him do anything short of seven or eight games in any season. He's going to be able to do that, and that's valuable. Oh, man, what team was I talking about it the other day? It was not the Bears, but we could use the Bears as an example for this because it fits as well as the Raiders. I was thinking about the Raiders, but it fits for the Bears as well. If the Bears head coaching job became open, and we know the Raiders head coaching job will be open, and it currently is open after this season. Smartest thing they could do, Las Vegas or Chicago, hire Kevin Stefanski. He's almost Jim Harbaugh. In a sense. And what I mean by that, stay with me. We'll talk more about Harbaugh, uh, you know, coming up in an hour. Don't get distracted by the big name that I'm saying there with Harbaugh. What I mean by that is, minus the cheating, he turns programs around. In a very quick way. That's why I give Harbaugh credit for. Harbaugh's always been able to do it. Uh, San Francisco, for the 49ers, they were a six-win team. In six months, he got them to 13 wins. You know, did the same thing with Michigan. Michigan won nothing, then all of a sudden they're a 10-win program in the blink of an eye. That's what he does. Kevin Stefanski took the Browns from bottom of the basement to 11 wins in one year and has never won fewer than seven games. He doesn't know what a bottoming out is. And for some organizations, I think that's great. But at some point, you have to figure out if that guy can take you over the top. Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh right now, this version of Mike Tomlin, because I believe there's multiple stages of Mike Tomlin, Steelers fans are asking themselves, can he take us to that next level beyond uh, that that uh, forever Jeff Fisher line of 7-9, and 9-7, nine, nine and seven, but now we have a 17-game season. Can you take us above that? Mike Tomlin hasn't been able to in six years. Kevin Stefanski, I don't know if he will or won't at this point, but I know he's never going to leave you in the bottom of the basement. For a lot of Browns fans, that's good enough. But I don't have to worry about Stefanski getting better from a week-in, week-out basis. It's not what I'm focused on necessarily. I am focused on Deshaun Watson getting better on a a week-in, week-out basis. And that's where the conversation is at 216-474-0092. Do you got faith? That Deshaun will get it done on Sunday. David Njoku sounded like... Not only did he have faith in Deshaun Watson, he sounded like if you were to have him select out of all so the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, like if you lined up Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, it sounded like David Njoku would be like, I'll take you, Deshaun Watson, which is incredible. Now, be incredibly stupid, but it's incredible. I But I, what I love about it with Njoku is that I don't know that he necessarily believes it, but he knows that he's got to say it. And he knows part of what Deshaun's greatness is attached to right now is building up that confidence and getting himself back to where he was a couple years ago, and part of that is living and breathing with the idea that you can do it again. I think it's such an important part of this whole equation that just not enough people are paying attention to right now. And I felt like that's it's not a coincidence that we saw him play his best game against Tennessee – and then the best, the next time he was on the field where he got a full shot at a game, not the, not the Colts game, a full shot at the game, the Cardinals game, he looked as good as we've ever seen him as well. Back-to-back times, full games, back-to-back best version of Deshaun Watson. I don't think that's an accident. I think that's very, very intentional for a couple different reasons. One, he's not focused on all the allegations and everything else that was hanging over him for the previous two years. He's kind of been able to push that to the rearview mirror. He's been able to move his life forward. He's distanced himself from that. And the other part of the equation is that he's building up the confidence. Nothing greater in life is confidence and and, and finding out that you do have, whether you had it before or you never had it to begin with, but finding out that you are that guy, you are him, as the kids say, finding out that, nothing else is better than that. And with Deshaun Watson, he genuinely has to wonder week in, week out, if he is that guy. And in the past couple times, he's gone out there and played football. Well, guess what? The box score tells him he is that guy. The fans are telling him he is that guy. His teammates now are telling him he is that guy. Uh, confidence is one of the best drugs in the world. Really is. Like, for instance, we got young Jax here. Jax is, what What are you, 22, 23 years old? How old are you? 21. 21. Oh, my God. You're even younger than I thought. So, when I mentioned Jordan, it wasn't even like you didn't even – you weren't even born for the Wizards years. I was born when he retired. Oh my goodness! You have no. Ca- you when I say Jordan, it's like when people talked about like Bob Cousy for me, isn't it? My good. All right, I get it. Okay, that's fine. Woo! Hey, did you see that that sweet ten part documentary on Bob Cousy the other night? It was fantastic. He dribbled while looking down at the basketball. I, I, one of the great wonders of all time is if you could put Kyrie Irving in like a game with Bob Cousy and then just watch everyone in 1950s basketball be like, what is this sorcery? Who is this witchcraft? witchcraft. What, what is happening over here? That would be that would be an all time. Some people would be like, oh, I'd go back in time and stop this assassination. Or I would go back in time and really do good of the, good of the world and, and draw peace in all, all lands. I'd be like, I'd take Kyrie Irving with me and I'd put him in a game versus Bob Cousy in 1955. It'd be wonderful to see what would happen. If I told you at twenty-one years old, I say, Jax, I happen to catch a demo of you doing radio, and I gotta say, Howard Stern has nothing on you. I and no joke, no joke. I just think you got it, and I've never heard you do radio. Okay, so I don't want to. I don't want to say this to you, and then you like buy into it 100% and really believe that what I'm saying is true right now. I just I've only heard our back and forth. I think you have a great talent and a bright future ahead of you. But again, even that, even that's dangerous, right? The confidence you can attach to somebody can be so awesome. If I were to tell you that moment, like yeah, I don't know, we found it on the we found it on the computer. Turns out you're awesome at this. You're gonna be like, okay, great. I can do this. I can go with this. Confidence is a, is a fantastic drug. It really is. People believing you it, it, is a fantastic drug. And for Deshaun Watson, the fact that not only his teammates like David and Joker are coming out and saying these type of things, and it's not just lip service. It's not just, oh, I believe in my quarterback the way that, like, Raiders players, when Jimmy Garoppolo trots out there, basically looking like, uh, I mean, he's got a squirt gun of an arm at this point. He can't do anything. Like, no, real, like, hey, yeah, I believe in him. Real confidence. Something to that. I feel like for the first time in a Browns uniform, they're saying these things and they actually mean them. And Deshaun doesn't think it's lip service. He doesn't think it's a bunch of, oh, they're just being nice. No, he's thinking to himself, hell yeah. They do think these things because I am that guy. Because in the previous couple games, I have shown them what I can do. And you know what? I probably have a little bit left in the reserves. Well, it's coming at the perfect time. 216474 to below 92. Yes, depending how you look at it, it might be the worst time. Though it's perfect time because if he's great against the Ravens, then we can ride this thing off into the sunset, and he can start paying off some of the dividends on the two hundred thirty million dollars and the six first round or three first round picks, six total picks. It's the worst time because if he looks like heart, hot garbage, if he looks bad, if he just flat out sucks on Sunday, well then there goes the Arizona game, there goes the Titans game. We're back to square one. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. I want to hear from you guys. Do you have faith in Deshaun this Sunday that will get the job done? And is this the biggest game as a Brown for Deshaun? 216 to below 92. If you're hanging, hang tight. I'll get you coming up on the other side. Fan focus at nine. It's overtime with Jonathan Beadle on here with you on The Fan. All righty, back out of here on The Fan. Yeah, don't listen to 21-year-olds when it comes to gambling. My goodness. Are you even legal to gamble? What's the age? Is it 18? Is it 21? What is it? I think it's 21. It's 21. You think? I'm pretty sure it's 21. Yeah. Wait, now I genuinely don't know. Is it 18 or is it 21 to gamble? I saw it's the other 21. day. It's 21. It is 21? Yeah. I saw the other day at the golf course. Um, They were selling cigars. I had no idea it's 21 now to smoke cigarettes or tobacco. When did they do that? Seems like it would have been a pretty big deal. Seems like that would have been like pretty big news. I would have found out. I looked it up. I'm like, yeah, it's like five years ago. They made this change. I where was I? Where was I when this happened? I know it's like, yeah, something that happened for 21-year-olds when it comes to alcohol or tobacco or gambling doesn't really affect me at all in the slightest bit, considering Jax, you might be the only person and just people at the station are the only people I know that are even in that age bracket. I don't know. I going to know anyone else. Uh, if I'm just being truthful about it, I, I mean, I listen. I got nothing against the younger generation. I like the younger generation. I just don't know any of you. Uh, I uh, through TikTok is how I know any of you guys that are 20, 21, 22. I was, I was like, I was like, why is the cigars 21? And, the, and then I saw the, the sign, and the sign said, you got to be 21 to do it. And I was like, why is it? Why is it 21? What's special about these cigars? What's gonna? So wait, if we, if if weed goes legal, if it actually goes through, is that 18 or 21 too? Then I'm assuming 21 you're 21, you don't care. You don't you don't care now. Now that you're 21, you don't care. I remember when I turned when I turned 21 for alcohol. I remember thinking to myself like like there was debate, a brief brief debate. I was in Missouri. There was a brief brief debate about uh when I turned 21 for alcohol about them potentially rolling it back down to 18. And I remember thinking like no. No, 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 no. Part of college is figuring out how to get this thing When you're not old enough, like, that's part of, it's a game we all have to play. You can't play that game when you're 15, 16, 17. That's not as fun. It's a game you play. But, like, when you get to college and trying to figure out how to go to bars and the fake IDs and trying to make that all work, the fact that I had four different fake IDs taken away, that's a life experience is what that is. Like, you should go through those things. That's, I I think, like, in a weird way, we had it figured out. We had it figured out. All right, anyway. Sorry about that, guys. (sighs) 216474-0092. 216474-0092. We're talking about the Browns on Sunday, though, where as of right now, I don't know how anyone can make the case this isn't the biggest game for Deshaun Watson. I, it, just, it seems borderline impossible to me to come up with another game that mattered more for Deshaun Watson and the future of the Browns than this one this week. And you can make an argument, I guess, that Houston game. That very first game he came back, that Houston game where he was throwing balls in the dirt, that one mattered. But honestly, the moment that we saw him throw balls in the dirt, we're like, okay, he's just not going to be the same guy he was a year and a half prior. We just have to accept that. And then it it really hit us. All right, he's going to have to put in the work. He can't, as Herm Edwards say, cheat the grass. He's got to put in the work. He's got to figure it out. In this version of Deshaun, though, this is the game. One of the best defenses in the NFL, if not the very best, but certainly the very best that he's going to have to play because he won't play our defense except in practice. So he's taking on the very best defense I think he's going to play for the entire year. It is a road game. It's against a team that historically has de-pantsed us when Lamar Jackson actually starts in these games. Stefanski 1-5 against Lamar Jackson in these the, the, uh, the previous three years. Like this is these are the type of games, man. These are the ones. Show us show us our return on two hundred thirty million dollars, three first round picks, six total draft picks. You wanna tell us th- that we're gonna have some some net return on this? This is the week to start doing it. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. All right. Jerry up next in the fan. Hello, Jerry.
3: Hey, how you doing?
0: Hey Jerry, what's up?
3: Uh, I think you got it wrong.
0: All right, Tell
3: me why. You're putting it all on Deshaun Watson. I think it's more on the offensive line. You got, uh, what, three offensive linemen that are out. You're missing your second best receiver, even though he hasn't done that much this year. The others haven't been able to get open. And everybody wants to throw everything on Deshaun Watson, and then you're going to get yeah. the best defense in the NFL. But, Jerry, Jerry, the only
0: thing I'd say on that is this becomes a very slippery and dangerous slope in my mind where it's like, how many excuses can we come up with for Deshaun Watson? I can't every single week come up with excuses for Deshaun. Like, if you're, if you're the guy that we think you can be, and I think he can be, Jerry, if you're that guy, then you win down your right tackle and left tackle, and you win when you're down X amount of wide receivers. You win these games. You got to win these games,
3: Jerry. But see, I disagree. Um, Mahomes misses the left I mean, and right tackle, still a- wins games. But the thing is you're going against the what? The best defense. You see how bad the Browns make other other quarterbacks look. And this team makes other quarterbacks nobody's done anything against this team.
0: I agree they're fantastic. They're absolutely and, a fantastic defense.
3: And my thing is people don't seem to put as much on the offensive line. And our offensive line uh it scares me. The game scares me because our offensive line is hurt. We don't even know what the guys coming in. Jerry, we do.
0: still have two pro bowlers on the offensive line, though. It's not like we're a bunch of garbage cans back there. But what about the three others? I, again, but Joel Petonio, Wyatt Teller, you got two you got two pro bowlers, legitimate pro bowlers there, Jerry. We're not. It, it's not a turnstile. Now, I understand. It's not easy, and I appreciate the call, Jerry. And You make some good points. It's not easy. I'm not saying this is easy. This is what makes it so impressive. Part of the NFL is winning through adversity. Part of the NFL is winning when the, the the chips are down, so to speak, and everyone seems like they're stacked up against you. That's part of the NFL. If Deshaun Watson's going to show us that he is that guy, he's got to do it in weeks where hell, I don't even know. Is it Jaron? Is it Jaron Christian? Uh, the guy that was signed to the practice squad on October 31st? That is probably going to be uh, the guy that ends up playing left tackle for us? Is I, what is it, Jaron Christian? Jaron Christian? I have no idea how to even say his name. Yeah, same way uh, when Baker Mayfield went into that playoff game against the Steelers and had to go into the huddle. Remember that? And he had to introduce himself to different offensive linemen and be like, hi, I'm Baker Mayfield. And they're like, oh, hi, hi, yeah. And they "Do I give their name out. Like, that had happened. Because in the NFL, you don't get the pass on that. And I already, oh, boy. I'm, I'm getting preemptively angry, and I shouldn't. I'm getting preemptively angry at the idea that we're already going to try to make excuses for Deshaun in this game. Nobody wants him to succeed more than I do, and nobody really believes that it'll happen more than I do. But I can't be making excuses for him twenty-four-seven. I-, I can't be like, "Oh, well, w- w- this is what we did for the first six games last year that we had to Sean." It was like, "Oh, we didn't have any good weather games." Uh, he was playing in that uh, that one game where it was negative degrees. He played in another game where they didn't even land airplanes at Burke Airport. Like there was all sorts of different excuses left and right, and I'm just I'm out of excuses. I'm not in the excuse business. You know who doesn't make excuses? Patrick Mahomes. You know who else doesn't make excuses? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, who for the first two years in Cincinnati, legitimately had turnstiles for an offensive line. They had nobody on that offensive line. You want to know how much Joe Burrow complained about it? Did we squat? You know what he said? He said, uh, hey, instead of going out and getting me Panay Sewell, go out there and get me Jamar Chase and make my life better with a wide receiver. And so they did that. Like, he got sacked nine times in that uh, that AFC Divisional game against the Titans. Sacked nine times, they still won. Uh, offensive line matters. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. And this Ravens defense is so very good. I get the importance of it. You guys get the importance of it. But please, with the excuses for Deshaun, game hasn't even happened yet. And people are coming up with excuses for Deshaun. That's unreal to me. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. You're supposed to be that guy, be that guy. Thomas and Shaker. Been a while, Thomas. Where you been hiding, buddy? Man, you know I've been hiding my
4: phone because my audio sucks. Uh,
0: <laughs> I would say, were you getting a new getting a new phone plan for me? Maybe getting a landline. I don't know.
4: So, uh, who, who got a landline in twenty twenty three? Nobody. It. Nobody. But it, a- but, it,
0: but it sounds so crystal clear. I would. I wish everybody had one.
4: Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you, you know, you know. Sometimes we got to move back to move forward. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, not wrong. Uh, yeah. so you know, you know, JP, I completely agree with you. Um, I am. I've been called on Twitter a Watson a Watson defender, so you know what? Fine, I'm rolling with it. I have been a Watson defender, and I am done making excuses for Deshaun Watson too because I believe in him for Sunday. I think Deshaun Watson is going to have a really good game on Sunday, and I think that um, I think that if there's any game for me to be proven right after defending this guy for two years straight, yep. it will be it'll be Sunday. Like like I I really need. 300 yards on Sunday and two touchdowns.
0: I mean, this would be this will be the game. Like, this, if it happens, yeah, this, this would be game. the
4: game. Yeah, this would be the game. That just happened, and I could feel like I could stop pulling my hair out, saying, hey, guys,
0: y'all realize who we got, right? Y'all realize who we got, right? Like, like, well, and that's the beautiful like, thing, like Thomas. To be. That's the beautiful thing. If he does it against his Baltimore defense, like, that's it. We're good. We got our answer. We got our answer. We're we're we got our good. answer. Yes, <laughs> yes. Thank you, yes. you JT. Thank all right, you, have a great 420. All right, YouTube, man. All right, he said, "Great 420." November 10th. What the hell? Are, what are you talking about?
4: The election, I guess you know. With with Stephen vote being announced today, and the vote earlier in the week, maybe he was trying to bring it all together.
0: I'm mean, now get people sometimes. I just, I just don't get people sometimes. I like Thomas. I don't get that at all. Might have to tweet at me and, and clarify what you mean by that. But for the Watson truthers, okay, you lived in the shadows. Now feels like your day to walk in the streets. All right now could be your time, but Sunday at four will especially be your time if it happens. Nick in Cleveland up next. Hello,
5: Nick. Hey, what's going on, guys? How y'all doing? What's up, Nick? Man, I I, I kind of disagree with you as well, man. O- only reason why I'm saying that is you got to look at it like this. And the first, what, four games when Deshaun was healthy, we played behind the sticks a lot. False starts, holding. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. it's the position we played behind. So, it's forcing our offense without Nick Chubb to become one-dimensional. And teams are feeding off of that. Just like we had P.J. Walker and D.C.R. the first game. We played behind the sticks. We had a a rookie quarterback going in there. The thing is, if we can actually have a good play um, game plan going to to this game where, you know, offensive line can – could be sufficient enough to not hold, to not false start, to not put us at first and 15, the first and 20, we could be successful. But asking Deshaun Watson to to just dominate the number two defense in the league is kind of insane. You know, I get, you know, we made this great investment. We had Deshaun play literally 12 games since he built the Browns, you know, half of it wasn't his fault. Of course, we already know what with the, the, with yeah. the suspension and then the injury, you know, so, just like we played Tennessee and he he got hurt, he he was showing us he could get there. You know, last week he was showing us he can make a deep ball again. So I just think he's gradually coming back. But to put all the pressure on him this week is kind of insane. Man. Yeah, and I don't and think is, I don't <laughs> think Nick, I don't
0: think that we're putting all the pressure on him. I, maybe I need to clarify that a little bit better. I like I I was looking at it like it was all positives where if we win if oh, we win yeah. the game and Deshaun's great, then it shows yeah. that he's all the way back. But if we lose the right. game and he just looks respectable. Then all right, maybe we got something to build on, but you know I, I just don't want people to come back on Monday and say we had I nothing with the, you know the offensive line, we didn't have a chance, we didn't do this and didn't do that. Like that's not
5: that's not fair either. And I received that. I definitely received that. That sounds a lot better. But absolutely, if he can have a, a a subpar game and we win, I'm happy. I don't think he's going to over 300 yards, four touchdowns. Like it's the freaking Ravens, man. They 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 literally shut down the number one offensive team coming. Go, going in that week. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. They just like the Browns defense. The thing is, we just don't – the other teams, like last when we played the Ravens, you know those three turnovers that DCR did, they were already on in, in the red zone. How can we stop them for 20 yards every single time? <laughs> too much pressure on our defense. It was just – it was so hard to watch, man. Like Yeah. No, I'm it, with it you. Was, it, it was torture. But I, I don't think that would be the same way because as we both – as we all seen, Deshaun can definitely put the ball – in the air, he he definitely can run for first downs. He's more elusive than DTR and PJ Walker. Man, it's it should be a good game. As no long doubt. As we're the six, I definitely think we got a good chance of thank, winning, man. Thank you, Nick. I, I
0: appreciate you, man. I Appreciate, I appreciate you. Appreciate the call. All right, thanks. All right, good stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's right. And listen, I, I, we got to make sure we we put it in the proper context, right? Like, it's we're trying to look at this glass half full. But I just had I had people preemptively already calling in and making excuses on Deshaun's behalf. We don't need to do that. Let's, let's see what happened Sunday first before we do that. All right, leave that there. We come on back. More of your phone calls a little bit later on. We got the fan focus. Uh, and we'll, we'll preview what's happening in the fan focus coming up. Here's what it reminded me of as I was listening, that the Ravens are the known quantity in this one, and the Browns are the unknown. All right, find out what Nick Wilson is talking about and more fan focus coming your way next right here on The Fan.